Table, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Uh, Rob, hope all is well with you. All might not be well with Mohamed Salah. All is definitely well with Liverpool Football Club right now uh, as they just defeated Manchester City 3-0 in the Champions League. Uh, What were your fantasy takeaways from that match? Um, I wanted to see how they set up. Um, you know, from a city standpoint, um, I don't know how many people are relying on city for this week and then encompassing week 34, um, because they do not double. Um, I think that there's more viable assets out there on doubles and you can use that city money literally and figuratively in fantasy, um, to basically get anybody you want, excuse me, to, you know, fortify your double game week roster. But, you know, we're, we're sitting in 33, um, you know, the Salah in injury is is interesting, and I literally just said to you off the air, um, if, if it wasn't the Merseyside Derby this this weekend, I don't know if he would play. But that being said, who knows if he's going to play, but we're going under the assumption that he's fine. He did return to the bench, so he did look like he had some mobility. To me, I'm no doctor or, you know, exer- observer of soccer players' groins, but it looked like a groin injury to me. Yeah, it did look like a groin. He came off. He was grabbing around his nethers. Um, the one uh, upside is that he did come out um, later on uh, to watch the end of the match, and he was walking around with the players on the pitch. So uh, you assume it isn't too bad, although <laughs> you never really can tell with groin injuries because uh, they're pretty innocuous um, but can be very minor or can last for over a month. So yeah. uh, time, time will kind of tell here. Uh, I don't believe he's been flagged yet uh, in the official game yet. Not yet. Um, but don't be nope. surprised. Oh, yeah, he has already, actually. Oh, he already did? gotten the yellow up on him. Um, considering people were already arguing whether or not people should keep Salah through the double game week, and mm-hmm. he has a yellow flag, what what should people do with Mohamed Salah, in your opinion? Well, I mean, you have to look at it from this this standpoint. How When did you buy Mo Salah in at? That is the biggest question you have to look at. He's currently, currently priced at 10.7. There's no way that anybody has bought him in at 10.7 and they're going to like be like okay i'm just going to drop him because i'm going to lose that much value but say myself i bought him at 9.9 so that is a ton of value that i'm going to lose there um and you know right now with the penny pinching going on and the the pieces moving about you you need every dollar that you you can and i I wouldn't say dumping salah is a great move because i don't think there's a there's enough of a majority of people listen we've gone over Salah's ownership, you know, he's 99% owned by the top 10,000, you know, 63% overall. That's what the the web, the the official game site says. Um, listen, you have to run the run the chance that he's going to be fine here because I don't think there's a big, big enough of a differential for you to just drop him and go to someone else if he doesn't play. Listen, everyone is going to be playing most Salah this week because they this and nobody doubles this week, so Mohamed Salah is going to be in your lineup. Guess what? If he doesn't play. Have a good first sub. That's the best thing I can tell you. And if everybody's setting up for game week 34, they probably have a viable sub on their bench already to slot into that that midfielder role or you know another defender or their third striker. So basically, if you if you've preemptively set up your lineup to battle for 33, 34, 35, and and onward, you, I think you're covered with Mohamed Salah if he doesn't play. I just don't think there's enough of a differential out there for everybody to be like panic drop everybody's going to go somewhere else because I don't think that's the, the play universally what's going to happen. Yeah, so you're saying you can hold on to him without fearing that he'll drop too much? I mean, like I said, I started with, if you bought Mosalah at 10.6 and you're chasing points here, by all means, go go ahead, go crazy. 
And if you have a plan to, you know, use a chip in week 34, you know, to to use your free hit or to, to wild card or or so be it. I'm not saying to do it because everyone manages their team differently. I'm just saying that that I don't think there's going to be enough of a majority of Muhammad Salah panickers to have it make a difference in in the in the FPL world. Gotcha. All right. Well, this is definitely one that we'll all have to keep an eye on. Um, other news from this match: uh, Firmino was removed early for Dominic Solanke. You assume he'll be fine for the weekend. Um, also, uh, Raheem Sterling did not get the start, but did play the last thirty minutes or so uh, for Manchester City. Um, <laughs> those are the kind of uh, minute-based ones. Um, then Gabriel Jesus started up front at the end of the first half. He had had more touches in the center circle from kickoffs than he did in the surrounding yeah. forty-five minutes. Uh, he our, was Casper the Ghost. <laughs> it was it was not good. Um, we we all kind of expected, based on last week's performance from City, that they could wrap things up against Manchester United at the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you approaching Manchester City's attackers after this week? Obviously, you aren't getting rid of them, um, but especially with the forwards, like with the Jesus Aguero not quite fit thing, um, uh, are you interested in either of them, or are you looking elsewhere? I'm not really even looking at City. Um, you know, they don't like I said before. They don't blank in week thirty. They don't double in week thirty-four. They play in thirty-five, so that's a little bit of an advantage there. But that's basically when you want to start looking at City because their run-out schedule is Swansea, West Ham, Huddersfield, and Brighton in the double thirty-seven, and then finish up with Southampton. Um, but the only thing that's there is how much are you going to invest in the viable names? You know, they play United in thirty-three, and then they play Spurs in thirty-four. Um, they can clinch the title by then. So after that, and after that, we'll, we'll know what how far they're going in the Champions League because the Champions League next leg is next week between 33 and 34. So we'll know what City is after this week. You know, basically this time next week, we'll know where City is going, what they're doing, if if they're going to clinch the, the the championship, the league by then. Um, we we talked about this last week uh, on last week's pod that um, I'm worried about rotation from 35 through 38 for them because there are guys that are on the bench that you know need appearances for the medal. I think that's an important thing. I think there's a lot of veteran guys on the bench that need the appearances. So the guys that I'm looking at in week 35 through 38 for City, it may not be your household names. It may be like the Bernardo Silvas. It may be you know if you have the fundage to to buy Aguero. I'm sure that he's probably going to get enough appearances down the stretch that he's going to make it worth your while in, in, of, at his price range. But don't be surprised that if, if you start seeing, you know, a lot of, you know, Zinchenko shares, you know, defense, defensive guys that you don't really know about, uh, Fabian Delph, guys that you may not really enjoy rostering from a fantasy perspective, but guys that are probably going to be getting minutes later than other guys on City. Yeah, um, the other news uh, that was probably going to lead in if that Liverpool City match hadn't had so many talking points in fantasy is that the double game week 37 fixtures were announced today um, pretty much as expected. No uh, <laughs> no surprises this time the way there were around 34. So those that don't know, the rearranged fixtures that are landing that week that were previously unscheduled, Swansea versus Southampton, Chelsea versus Huddersfield, Leicester versus Arsenal, Manchester City versus Brighton, Tottenham versus Newcastle, and West Ham versus Manchester United. Um, just having a quick glance at those, uh, which which teams are you more focusing on now uh, in 37? Um, it's got to be Spurs because um, the way that their fixtures line up, they have the extra day off from other teams. 
like Southampton and Swansea. They only have uh, two days off in between. Spurs have three. Um, Spurs is a is a buy there. Um, you'll have to see what kind of shape and form City is in there. They have two excellent excellent pitchers with Brighton and Huddersfield. Spurs has Newcastle and West Brom. Um, this this is just screaming if you don't have your triple captainship for Harry Kane. Harry Kane is <clears throat> going to be the next topic here because I know Kevin. We we talked about this before here. We, we have our notes in in front of us. Um, but if you have your triple captainship, Harry Kane is firmly in the headlights for game week 37 as a triple ca- triple captain candidate. Um, I think that he's basically shining head and shoulders above anybody, any other option right now with the, with the question marks that surround city with their clinching with, you know, rotation issues. Um, you know, I think that, you know, Harry Kane <clears throat> right now is, is the buy for them. I'm not saying you have to buy him now because Spurs, you know, are kind of meandering around and they do get city next week. So yes, I'm telling everybody to buy Harry Kane for this week, but if you could hold out and figure it out later, definitely have him by 37. So Kevin, bring up the Harry Kane topic that you want to talk about. (laughs) Okay. Well, remember like the day, or I guess it was technically two days after uh, Kane picked up his injury. And I was already saying, uh, wait, wait till we hear more. Because he, it already mm-hmm. looked like he was healing quickly. Well, he sure did. Ended up uh, playing the last 30 minutes or so of the um, Chelsea match. Uh, which I will not elaborate on the scoreline. Sorry, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. But this is something that was pretty clear from early on. That this injury was not nearly as damaging as was expected. Um, mm-hmm. And so the people that sold out now need to find a way, in my opinion, to buy back in uh, on Harry Kane. Especially with the uncertainty uh, going on at Manchester City. You you can make a lineup of forwards that you can trust over this period without Harry Kane. I'm not trying to pretend he's the only option out there, um, but he's certainly a very good one, especially with the two double game weeks. And if City did win the title this week, then it would be uh, against Manchester City next weekend by <laughs> a time where they will have either advanced or not advanced in the Champions League and potentially having won the title. So like all of those are still up in the air, but if they, regardless, they're playing Liverpool, what, four days before that match happened so mm-hmm. it's possible that this is not going to be the city team trying very hard although as a Tottenham fan I do fear uh, that that will be the one where they can win the title uh, just based off of the form they showed today against Liverpool um, but yeah I, I think Harry Kane is a, obviously a fantastic option through the end of the season um, and, and I for one feel vindicated for never having sold him obviously I dropped point uh, two in his value which is pretty frustrating mm-hmm. Um, but people are going to buy back in, so it's just going to go right back up. So I'm not too really bothered about that. Uh, having one of the best forwards uh, in Europe, arguably the best in England right now, on my team. Um, I mentioned before you could have some other options. I think uh, a popular option, obviously, everybody moved Vardy, obviously Lukaku uh, through the uh, first double game week. Firmino, mm-hmm. if you're one of those people like me where you can't shift off on the Liverpool players because you need somebody to play in 35. Um, so, like I said, there, there's loads of other people you could go with, but for me, Harry Kane is a must own right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned his price drop. He, he dropped twice last week before the game actually kicked off. So his price now is actually probably cheaper than what people sold him at. And he's currently sitting at 12.7. Um, he's got 83,000 chiffers in this week to date. Um, so I think people are buying back in and, and all this talk with Harry Kane saying that he wants the golden boot and blah, blah, blah. I'm a believer. I'm just worried about that that week 34 Man City fixture. That's the only thing I'm worried about. After that, it's all golden. After that, buy him in. If you, I wish you could bring him in in between fixtures for the City and Brighton fixtures. You can't <laughs> because I totally would. I'd be like, oh, you're sitting. No, I want you back. 
Um, but yeah, if, if you're sitting there and you don't have a formative plan of what you want to do for the rest of the year, um, yeah, you should be listening to us pretty much every day. There's other people on, on in the Twitterverse that are you know skilled in this and they have good opinions. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Harry Kane, buy him. Um, get him after week 35. Yeah, we've definitely discussed uh, a lot of strategy stuff over the past few weeks, and we'll continue to do so. Um, but it is nice that the 37 match week lines up the way we expected, so we don't have to yeah. retread all of that ground. Um, anything else that uh, really interests you before we uh, get into price changes? Um, you know, I mean, how much are you a buyer in? Uh, you know, we saw what Burnley, the Burnley forwards did again. Are, are, yeah. are we? We talked about it last week with Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. Chris Wood got nine points. Barnes got six. Uh, are, are you changing your tune a little bit? I think you were Wood last week, and I was Barnes. Neither are a bad choice here. Yeah, both they, of them scored again. Both of them did good stuff. You know, Barnes at 5.4, Wood's currently at 6.3, both being transferred in over 20,000 times this week. Um, are, are With the double next week, are you still relying on Burnley for, for this week with the fixture that they have? I mean, this this is such a tough one because it is pretty inarguable the value that both of them hold, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. But are you willing to bring them in over the likes of Kane or Aubameyang or Lukaku or Vardy or any of those guys? I mean, that's that's the big question. It's it. I don't think many people would say they don't want those players in their team. It's who do you take out to fit them in? Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think that's an interesting point that at this time in the season is it still worth playing for values? Because if this was happening week two or three, these guys' prices would be soaring right now. Absolutely. Like everybody they, would be bringing them in, but we're, it's not, right? Like, we're already um, heading here into 33, so people are already kind of set in their ideas of who they want in their team. They're already mm-hmm. loyal to the players that have gotten them to this point. Uh, dance with the guy that brought you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> colloquialism there. Um so as much as I like them, and if they're available in your draft league somehow, obviously do that. If they're available in DFS, obviously go for that. I personally very much like the story. I think it's interesting that um, last year Burnley lost their two best players, Keane and Gray, and have somehow gotten better uh, with Tarkowski and Wood. I, I just think narratively that's a fun thing. But mm-hmm. in the official game, I don't think I'm willing to punt off the big names um, just because they're, they they offer low price value, uh, obviously that's a, a tenant of fantasy is trying to get low price guys that'll put in performances. But at this stage of the season, I'm I'm not really willing to take that gamble. Yeah, I I, I love both of them. They are a great story. Um, Burnley is is surging right now in the standings, and um, I wish they did it like a month earlier than than they're actually showing. Because then, like you said, I think we'd all own. Chris Wood or, or Ashley Barnes a little bit more than, than currently is, is being being shown. Um, you know, it's funny. When you look at uh, Chris Wood, in, the, his form rate is 12 right now, which is basically five points over everybody else in the FPL universe striker-wise except for Aubameyang. So yeah. that, just, that just shows his effectiveness per 90 minutes of what he's doing at his price tag at 6.3. Um, he's basically outscoring every single forward the last three weeks. In the Premier League, yeah, he, he's been and, balling, and hasn't started all three. <laughs> it didn't start all three. <laughs> he started last week, though, right? Yeah, he had. He just. I think he started two. I think he started two out of the three. Yeah, just, just uh, very, very impressive what he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, long may it continue. I, I mean, is if you have a budget forward right now and you want to switch it over to them, obviously feel free. But I wouldn't be shifting all the way down as as we mentioned. 
Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so we've already mentioned some of the players that have been moving around price-wise. Uh, who else should people be keeping an eye on price change-wise this week? Uh, price-wise, I think it's a lot of the uh, you know the buildup for week 34. It's either preparation or a lot of H. There's a good ointment cream joke for everyone at home. <laughs> uh, Nick Pope has gone up uh, in goal. Monreal has gone up. Uh, Monreal it doesn't doesn't double, but Arsenal is pretty steady for the rest of the year. They also have a, a great fixture this week. Uh, ben Netflix and Chillwell has gone up. Had a great game last week. I was pre- I've been preaching Leicester, you know, for three weeks. Once once the, the double game week schedule got released for 34, I th- I said Leicester is the the defensive you know you know sleeper that everybody should be jumping on. Yeah, look and what Michael Michael call was a baller. Look at and look yeah exactly look what Michael did last week I think it continues their their schedule through the doubles and a, the second double is is pretty fantastic so if you're looking for still looking to invest in Fox please do it uh, Andrew Robertson has gone up uh, Liverpool like we've we've talked about ad nauseum you know their schedule uh, Milivojevic has gone up uh, just just pronouncing his name right you should get a penny uh, Raheem Sterling has gone up Aubameyang has gone up the the Burnley duo Barnes and Wood has gone up. Shank Tosan has gone up surprisingly. I don't know why. Jamie Vardy has gone up, and Lukaku has gone up. Kev, gun to your head right now. If you had a roster, one person, and they had all things being equal, no doubles, Obomayang or Lukaku? I'm probably going Lukaku, and I fear that that might be biased to an extent, just uh, club-wise. Um, but I, I would prefer at this point, j- just because... Uh, as we've talked about before, we, we tend to be better sayers than doers in the official game. Um, so I, I'm kind of chasing the pack right now. So the the allure of the double-double for Lukaku is more appealing to me than the consistency through 35. Yeah, I, I, I like Aubameyang for now and Lukaku for later. So if it's like a, one of those Halloween candies, it's it's a now and late. It's an Obama now and a Lukaku <laughs> later. Um. Yeah, that's basically all the uh, the price ups. Surprisingly enough, I couldn't find one great name that has gone down. There's only been like 22 guys that have gone down, but nothing is is intrinsically as valuable. Noteworthy. As, yeah, like Ashley Young is like the most important name on the entire list. Um, so basically, what it is is people are are shifting. That you know, that's actually a great thing for for the FPL universe right now because that means people are shifting their funds. Not in one one direction. They're shifting it in several directions. Not so, not a lot of people are going up, and not a lot of people are going down. That means good things. That means there's a lot of diversity going going on here. So, yay FPL universe for not being lemmings. <laughs> that is your favorite thing when they decide to. Oh, not totally, totally. Be lemmings. Um, mammals. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, well, we will take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our stars and sits for the week. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. All right, and we are back. Uh, Starts and Sits is going to be a little interesting this week because for me, I've kind of blended in people that are good this week and people that you kind of want going forward. Um, <laughs> I tend to always be the chalk guy on the show, uh, so why break that trend now? My forward is going to be Harry Kane. Not only should you have him the rest of the season, because obviously, and uh, he was quoted today 
uh, saying that um, the the Golden Boot race will be very interesting, which it's currently not. So if he intends on making it interesting, he's going to have to start scoring in soon. And that is something that he tends to do against Stoke. He scored in four consecutive matches against Stoke, scoring eight total in those four. Uh, Tottenham have won the last four matches against Stoke by four goals uh, each. So this is... Uh, this is pretty much a slam dunk of a play this week, especially as some people might be frozen out of him price-wise. They may have shifted off, brought in other players, and now can't get all the way back. So uh, could potentially, I mean, he's still 25% owned, but compared to some of the other big guys, he could actually end up being a little more of a differential than you'd think. Um, but breaking news, own Harry Kane. He's real good. Um, in midfield, this is more of a one-weeker, uh, but he's been popping up uh, creatively a little bit of late. It's going to be Will Hughes. Um, he's been showing up a little bit more with his chances created. He now has two assists in the last five matches. And he's actually second in assists per 90 this season. Obviously, it's easier to be higher up that list when you aren't starting regularly, which he hasn't been. Um, but Richarlison getting dropped is what facilitated Hughes' movement there. Um, Pereira is also an interesting option, but I think Hughes uh, is the cheaper of the two. Um, and while he does have no double game week, I mean, you don't. his next three, Burnley, Huddersfield, and Palace, and he does play in 35. So if you're in that boat, of um, people that need people that are kind of playing throughout, not just people that are doubling. I think Will Hughes could be a really interesting, sneaky play. Um, and unlike the forwards, <laughs> in case anybody's saying I'm a hypocrite by saying bring in a value midfielder, the difference is most people already have a value midfielder that you could easily switch over as opposed to forwards where currently most teams um, probably have three high-profile guys and it would take a serious downgrade to move down. Um, in defense, I really like Brighton. They're going up against Huddersfield who have scored in just one of their last five matches, continue to have failed uh, to score in the most matches this Premier League season. Um, I also like Swansea um, up against West Brom this week who who just look completely abject, obviously in between managers now. Well, I, I think they actually named a caretaker, but um, things not looking up for West Bromwich Albion. I think... Swans are going to kind of get back on their horse this week. Um, and you have to like Tottenham again against Stoke. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like uh, ECMC squared is still hurt. Um, so you're not really worried about any of those other options. Barahino still hasn't scored for the club. Uh, and Peter Crouch might get the start, but he's never scored against Tottenham. Um, despite the fact that he tends to score a lot against his past teams, he's never actually done it to us. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are my uh, starts. Coming over to you now, Rob. Who are you eyeing in particular? And then anti-eyeing this week uh you know you got some good picks in there uh i'll start on defense uh, i agree with you that swansea is a is a good pick this week um huddersfield is, i mean is, is a well but i went with swansea uh just picked two guys mawson and mawson and norton that was a that was a conundrum right there imagine if i was from boston i wouldn't be able to get it out uh <laughs> mawson 3.7 percent owned 5.1 price tag norton 5.6 percent owned 4.6 price tag. Um, the one good thing about Swansea is they, they have a decent enough schedule that if you bring them in and you're chip you're chipless for the rest of the year, you can probably ride them out for the for the rest of the year. They really only have one or two uh, difficult fixtures, and they do have a double in 37, so that's something to rely on. Uh, in midfield, um, I'm going to go with a sneaky sneaky one. Guy's only owned in 0.2 percent of leagues. Price is 5.4. Has assists in two consecutive game weeks. Who is he, Kevin? Uh, wait, not Will Hughes, who also has a sense of two consecutive yeah, game exactly, week? exactly. I was gonna, I have Will Hughes written down too, but I, I I'm trying to go anti Kevin here. Mm, is it gonna be Aaron Lennon? It is 100 percent Aaron Lennon, Oy. who has who has Watford on the road this week, and then a double next week. Um, so if you're looking for investment value for now and later, Aaron Lennon is his guy. Worry about playing time with Aaron Lennon. 
Don't be. He started nine consecutive games for or eight consecutive games for Burnley. Is that ever so, since he showed up there? Yeah, basically. It's basically ever since he's been there. Eight consecutive games of of seventy plus minutes. So invest in Aaron Burnley, uh, Aaron Lenley, Aaron Lennon. I think I think you're safe to, to to there. Everybody's looking for differentials with uh, Good Munson not being you know being question marked. You know he could be sneaky a good sneaky play and a good differential. Up front I had Harry Kane. Listen if you're not if you're not looking at Harry Kane right now and analyzing your team and saying okay when am I getting Harry Kane in besides now, just quit delete your team. Um, but I also like Josh King this week and the Burnley duo because um, you're setting yourself up for for later and future rewards uh, on the sits. I'm worried about Roberto Firmino now because uh, he did come out of the game. He was pouting a little bit. It is the Merseyside Derby. They are at Everton. Um, he has okay returns, but you know that's basically what Firmino has been doing all all year. He's not been the explosive guy based on what we hoped he would be, but he's been priced as a as a mid price guy all year. So maybe we should have been expecting that all year. I'm not expecting much. Um, Liverpool could come out and just you know be boring. I hope they don't because from a fan's perspective, we're all hoping for assets to score. Mane, Salah, hopefully he plays, and Firmino to do some good. You can't really sit Firmino if you own him because you probably are riding or dying with him. But uh, I might sit for midfield. I'm going to go with uh, a Man City midfielder who's been you know going up and up lately with ownership. I'm going with David Silva. Uh, he ran his butt off today. Uh, I'm worried about fitness. Uh, they are. It is a derby game with City um, with United, so. Um, yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not saying that this game is going to be, you know, you know, a five on five to five game. I, I have a feeling it's going to be like a one to one game and just be boring as all get out. So anybody in the city midfield, I'm leery until like I just talked. Remember what I said before, buy back in after week 35. That's when you basically want to get back in uh, on the sits. I'm keeping it with City and United. I'm you don't really want anybody on defensively from there. Uh, the ownership shares for a lot of the defenders there are are prominent. You know, Odomende, Walker. Valencia, Smalling, all the guy, all those guys are owned pretty well and probably owned by guys you're chasing in your mini leagues. Um, if you're looking for some kind of differential, go go with Swansea, go go with Spurs. They, the Spurs guys are basically the same price tag as those. Um, Spurs does have a, you know, they do blank in 35 and they have a double, so you are investing in the future, which is an important thing right now in the season because you know with only 10 day, 10 shopping days left to the double game week season really really starts. You really need to start, you know, pinning your ears back and and focusing on where your your assets are going to lie and your differentials are the most important thing. Important thing when you uh, when you get down to it. Yeah, um, for my uh, sits, we touched on them earlier, but the city forwards both are too expensive to warrant starting when uh, one's hurt, the other one was super ineffective. I, and this is a time of recording. We could find out good news about Aguero midweek. Um, but as you pointed out, I, I'm not really favoring this matchup against Manchester United because if you're Mourinho, um, well, first of all, the, the tactic you should take is what Liverpool did. Just try to punch him in the mouth in the first round and see what happens. Uh, but I, <laughs> if I'm in Mourinho's shoes, I assume uh, he's just going to put 10 men behind the ball to ensure uh, that City don't win the trophy uh, against Manchester United. Um, in midfield, the person I don't like is on the, is on the United side of that match, and it's Alexis. Um, a lot of people have been hyping him up uh, for the run-in, knowing that United have good remaining fixtures, thinking of him as a high-priced differential against Lukaku. I don't buy it. I just don't. I don't buy it either. Right? I, I, I can. It, it was obviously a good performance last week, um, and, and usually I come on here with more uh, statistically-based thoughts. I just, I'm just not in on this one. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it either. I mean, unless people just have this abundance of cash and, you know, 11.5 you know, million laying around that they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to throw it on Alexis because the name value. I don't think that's the right play. I mean, yeah, they do have excellent fixtures. You know, they at their city, they have West Brom, Bournemouth, Blank in 35. Arsenal in 36 is going to be a tough fight. Brighton, West Ham is another double. And then they finish up with Watford. I mean, yeah, the fixtures are there. But you take out two of those, City and Arsenal, and then a Blank in 35. That's three weeks out of the last set, out of the last six. And you're looking at it like, okay, so I'm relying on 11.5 for three bit, for basically three weeks is what, you, what you're hoping, hoping and praying for. Yeah, also... Can you promise me that Alexis Sanchez will get more points over those three weeks than Jesse Lingard, who is almost half as expensive? He won't. And I don't think he'll get more points than, than Christian Eriksen. Right? Like, I'm just... Who's I just, cheaper. Who's $2 million I'm surprised cheaper. to see as many people touting Sanchez as, as they have been. Uh, is a DFS shout Absolutely. More, more interesting? But I just do not see in the official game why so many people are kind of pointing that way. Um, because I listed both City and United players... Um, as players that I don't really like. Uh, we're going to keep that turn going with uh, both teams' defenses. I don't really trust either. Um, Leicester, who I did double up on, I'm a little worried about Newcastle because it does seem like they're rounding into form. I'm not saying get rid of them. I'm just saying I'm not sure this is the clean sheet that it looked like it would be uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and then I don't like either defense in Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth. Bournemouth's home defense is leaky as a mm-hmm. mofo. And uh, Crystal Palace obviously just got undone late by... Uh, Liverpool last week, but it's been a little disappointing to to not see the best out of this um, Crystal Palace defense. Like we thought, there was going to be cheap options in here, and like Tompkins has been good when he's been fit. Sacco has been okay, but not really what his big name implied. But you know, they're, they're still playing Juan Basaka at right back, and more power to him. He's doing very well for a player that age. He's just not good enough to keep them from conceding. And Bournemouth tend to score one or two almost every match of late. It seems. Um, so I'm kind of off on both of them as well. Uh, curious to get your take on one defense, though, Rob. Chelsea obviously conceded three last week, which was a disappointment. Seems to have pushed them out of the top four race. Going up against West Ham with Arnautovic, who's been scoring a lot. Do, do you think we'll see Chelsea rebound defensively? Like, do you still have Chelsea defenders, or should people start moving away for the run-in? The only person I own is is Alonso, and I'm just scared scared as heck to, to punt off of him. He hasn't had a return since week 20, 24, which is getting very, very far in the rearview mirror right now. Um, you know, the only reason I'm keeping him is because of the double. After the double, I'm taking his money probably and investing it somewhere else. But I do they do double in 37, and you're losing that, you know, intrinsic offensive value that Marcus Alonso has. From a defensive standpoint and clean sheet value-wise, there's nothing there for Chelsea right now. I think West Ham scored this week, unfortunately. Um, I don't know how, how many clean sheets they keep the rest of the year. You know, they have, six, they have seven games. If they keep three, is that a success? Probably not. Um, you know, Chelsea's skating towards, uh, you know, the, the Europas right now, barely. And uh, that's the funniest statement I think I've said today. Um, but, yeah, don't go crazy with Chelsea investments. Their prices are way too high. You could just go laterally and go to Spurs, who I trust 100% more. Yeah, agreed. Although um, it will be interesting to see if if Tottenham are doing a wing back rotation, this would be the Aurier and uh, Rose week. If that doesn't happen, then you can be very confident owning Trippier and Davis through the rest of the season. Um, so on to uh, my team. Um, currently have Schmeichel at the back, but it could be Fabianski by by kickoff. 
Um, I have both of them in, in the squad already. Uh, then across the back, Trippier, Moss, and Maguire, and Robertson. Yeah, I'm going back for this week because uh, we don't know what's going on with Salah, Sterling, Milivojevic, and Lingard across the middle. Oh, quick timeout. So um, with Kane carrying the orange flag going in, I, I knew that he'd probably be back by the following match. Wasn't sure if he would make the the match day squad. And even if he did, if Tottenham were winning, they wouldn't bring him on. And then they were winning and then did bring him on. Also, Goodmanson picked up a, a yellow flag, uh, and it sounded pretty early in the day last Saturday that he wasn't going to start. Mm-hmm. So I made I made two late changes, brought Kane in and bought um, uh, Schmeichel just because I wanted to make sure I was getting points out of my defense. Uh, well, back five, I suppose, is more accurate. Uh, and in doing so, didn't really take note of where people landed on my bench. So for the first time out of his last four goals, Milivojevic was finally going to score points from my team coming off the bench, mm-hmm. except that when Kane started... It was Alfie Mawson in my first sub slot. I just hadn't rearranged them. And so now the last four goals that Milivojevic has scored on my team have gotten me zero points. Oof. That's no good. It's, it is no good. That's a great point, Rob. Um, currently in my team, uh, Salah is still paired next to uh, Milivojevic. Uh, he still has the armband on him. I'm assuming that I will switch that over to Kane. Uh, probably leave Salah in the lineup and make sure Lingard is my first sub off the bench. Um, <laughs> and then if uh, Salah does play, then I'll get Salah's points. And if he doesn't, I'll get Lingard's points. Obviously, a less favorable matchup, Lingard versus City, than Salah versus Everton. Uh, and then up yeah. front, obviously, Kane, who I said I do think will have the armband for me. Jamie Vardy against Newcastle and Roberto Firmino. I scheduled a move to a Burnley defender this week, but I'm hesitating on that um, and could just carry two into next week because my defenders are against Stoke, West Brom, Newcastle, and Everton. And uh, I'm not really feeling particularly inspired to change that at the moment. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, Burn, I think I mentioned it last week that I don't think that you should over-invest in the Burnley defense. Um, you know, the, Heaton is coming back, and Pope is being, you know, the bell of the ball in a lot of transfer and, and a lot of template teams that I'm seeing for the double. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous that he doesn't get both games, and it's going to – I'm going to laugh when it happens. But anyway – um, so yeah, we'll, we'll jump in. What's your team looking like? Um, I have Schmeichel in goal. Uh, I, ha- I paired him up with Wes Morgan. Uh, I have Robertson, Tarkowski, and Alonzo on defense. Uh, through the midfield, I have uh, Salah, Mkhitaryan, Mares, and William. Forward-wise, I have Firmino and Aubameyang. My bench is De Gea, Murray, Ibe, and Smalling. Um, I'm pretty well set up after my wild card for the double. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make a move this week. I may want to go into my you know game week 34 with two free transfers and the ability to just bang out a, a bench boost where i have confidence in these you know 13 guys that i'm going to be doubling because i'm probably not getting rid of Firmino. i'm probably not getting rid of salah um i may not even get rid of robertson so basically i'm down i'm down to 12 um so basically out of those 12 i have to pick the best possible doubles that i can possibly get out of you know, you know the intrinsic value out of, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, I'm like I said, I'm I'm comfortable right now with what I am. You know, I I I kind of got burned bringing in leaving McTarian in my wild card because he really didn't he didn't start, didn't really do much. Um, but bringing in a Bomiang definitely was a, was a coup. Um, this week I'm I'm if I'm waiting for the news on Salah. If Salah is blah, that that's great. Uh, and then I'm going with a Bomiang as my captain. Salah is blah. Is a fantastic quote. Um, 
<laughs> but I'm not sure that's going to be where we go with the injury note. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes out. But I like the the way your team is set up as well. And you're still yeah. planning on doing the um, wild card before went 37 or oh no, I you have, already I, used I, yours. I, you already I used yours. I'm I'm wild carded to set up for 34, bench boosting in 34, free hitting, hitting 35, 35. Gotcha. triple captain 37. Cool. And that's assuming it's still going to be Kane for you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll I'll dwindle down to get to twelve point seven somehow, and and even if I have to go on a corner and play an instrument, which I don't really know how to play, I'll, <laughs> I'll get I'll get Harry Kane in my squad somehow. Leave the case open uh, for sure. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, us. We just wanted to get this uh, quick one out to you with the uh, the post city stuff and with the fixture list stuff. Um. But Rob, just a second to congratulate you on your Yankees. They hit a lot of home runs. They are mashers. Not not a lot of surprise there. Also, congratulations to my Pirates, who uh, you so graciously texted me earlier. Congratulations for starting 4-0. Uh, it's 3% of the season. Let's uh, let's calm down a little bit. They're fun to watch. I just don't have expectations this year for the Pirates, which is almost nice. It's like sitting Rats. back, watching some baseball, having a good time. Um, also, oh, that's great. Now I just need to weather the change. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. So we keep getting these weird delays and everything. Um, before we go, you're also a Giants fan. What do you mm-hmm. think ends up happening to Odell Beckham by the end of April here? Um, God, you know what? I hate when one player makes himself such an enigma that he's better. He's bigger than the team. <clears throat> Le'Veon. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. Listen, OBJ is a is a phenomenal talent. When when you take away the fact that all of us want him to play you know, football regardless of where he plays, that's the fantasy football player in you, the other American football fantasy side of it. That's the fantasy side of you saying, yeah, we want Odo Beckham Jr. to play. You know, to be honest with you, as a Giants fan, we are like Pittsburgh, like, you know, Green Bay. We're like one of those classy, don't like to make noise organizations. And when somebody makes noise, that's when we make noises as a team and ownership group. And that's why you're hearing the Giants ownership group come out and say what they're saying because you know they'd be stupid not to his his value is never going to get any better than it is right now because if he goes out in preseason and sulks and doesn't sign a contract or doesn't sign his tender then guess what he's going to have less and less value so i mean if if the giants get offered two first round picks by say who just traded for two first round picks the new england patriots i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked if they do it yeah definitely one to watch there uh and what you're picking second right as it stands, we yeah we pick second yeah yeah. Um, I so think yeah. they I think I don't think they go quarterback. I think they take I think they take the the best available non quarterback. Assuming that's Saquon at that point, I, I would hope it's Saquon, but who knows? Hmm. Who really knows? Fair enough. All right. Well, you got an extra sprinkle of non fantasy stuff. But if you want to find more fantasy content, where can folks find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at fpl underscore mnop, or you can find my writings on baseball and fantasy fpl on rasball.com. Yep, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroff. You can find my writings over at Goal. Uh, you can also, what's the other thing? Oh, right, I host the EPL Roundtable on this channel. We also have the Championship Roundtable on this show as well, if you'd like to check that out. Um, so, yeah, Rob, always nice chatting with you. Folks at home, hope you feel enlightened. We hope your teams do well this week, unless you're in our mini leagues. And we'll catch you next Damn. time. Peace.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.